Hey, thanks for listening to the CMC podcast. My name is Noah Tice, and I'm the media director here at CMC. And before we get into our message, I just wanted to plug our young adult ministry, Applied Life Leaders Academy. If you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you'll know that CMC is always about the next generation of leaders. And so Applied Life Leaders Academy has been a major part of our mission for over 37 years. As an alumni of the program, I can tell you that if you know a young person with a call of leadership on their life who has a desire to grow in their personal purpose and ministry, Applied Life is a perfect fit. And for more information, visit AppliedLife.com and follow us on all social media platforms at Applied Life Leaders Academy. And now for a sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. Well, we want to welcome all of those joining us on social media platforms, whatever avenue you're on. We're thrilled to have you. And if you want to see revival, you can come to this church right here. I'm telling you, it's amazing what's happening. We're having revival in an unprecedented May. I got pictures Friday. I got a a picture one of our staff had sent me, and it was of CMA and the chapel and God moving and our Christian academy. It was a powerful time, powerful. Well, it wasn't much longer and I get another text and it's got a picture of our Leaders Academy chapel going on. And a young lady in there, Mira, wow, powerful. This was fantastic. It wasn't another hour or so later. I get a, another picture of another staff member sending. We got 84 junior high kids. This is Friday afternoon. This isn't over the last month. This was in six hours. And I said, if you want to drive somewhere and see revival, just come on over here to 400 Brook Hill Ranch Road. Revival is everywhere here. My goodness, it's amazing. Well, we're glad to have you turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Everybody, I want you looking at this in your Bible, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Our theme this year is living by faith. By now, our Bibles just fall open to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We got it memorized. Faith is the confidence of what we're hoping for, the assurance of what we cannot see. It's evidence, it's confidence, it's assurance. Tim, 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 please, we got it. We got it. We preached on this verse. We preached, we got it, we got it. Could we please move on? Well, I don't know that we got it, but I am going to move on. So, let's just read right on since we're here. Let's just go ahead, verse 2. Through their faith, the people of old earned a good reputation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the train, hold up. What was that? Verse 2. I mean, I'm talking about verse 2 here. Countless bazillion sermons have been preached on Hebrews 11, verse 1. I preached most of them myself. Oh, it's confidence, it's assurance, all oh, your faith is evidence. You've heard a bazillion sermons. Has anybody in your whole life ever read verse two? I mean, we get a verse and we put, make a t-shirt, we put a magnet on a refrigerator. What about verse two? Countless sermons, countless about verse one. Through their faith, these people earned a good reputation. When was the last time you were in church and heard a sermon entitled a good reputation whoa you have made a good choice today you're about to hear one the title of today's sermon is a good reputation several weeks ago i think about two weeks i was walking out of my office and a guy i never have seen come 
walking in, open the doors. I've never seen him. Now, no name, no shaking of the hand, and no name, it starts out. I'm a Christian. This is the biggest church in this area, so I came looking for a job for a Christian company. Do you have any suggestions? Oh, uh, well, we've got a lot of Christian companies in our church. What have you been doing? I mean, you know, I need like heat and air or sheetrock or you, I mean, you know, are you a sales or what? So what have you been doing? Now, here it is right here. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I hate this area. I'm leaving here. I've had five jobs in the last year, and I'm sick of being jerked around by all these so-called Christians in this area. Do you have any suggestions? Now, this is word for word. I just looked and I said, I really don't think you want to hear what I got to say to you right now. We can just leave it at that. Boy, and he just turned, stomped out, got in his car, and I just see him drive off. I turned, went back in my office, and I started writing this sermon. <laughs> when you say I'm a Christian, you, you can't stop at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, about faith. Some way or another, we're going to have to make it through verse 2 before you turn out the light and go to sleep. Through their faith, the people earned a good reputation. Now, we talk a lot in church about faith producing assurance, faith producing confidence, but the church doesn't ever mention verse 2, faith producing the earning of a good reputation. I looked in the dictionary, the word reputation. The dictionary says, the estimation in which a person is commonly held. This is not how your mama thinks about you. I know in your mama's eyes you can make no mistake. That coach is horrible. He pulled you out for no reason. It was not your fault. The fight on the playground is never your fault. That teacher gave you an F. She's a sorry teacher. Now, it had nothing to do with my son didn't study and didn't prepare and didn't work and was lazy and sleep on the back row and doesn't do nothing but cause trouble in class. But that teacher, I see in your mama's eyes, woo, you are top drawer. I'm not talking about your mama today. I'm talking about how everybody else looks at you. So let's just, I'm talking about not your mama. I'm talking about how does everybody else view you. What do they think about you? I'm asking today, what is your reputation? When we read Hebrews 11:2, we have to ask ourselves, is my faith causing me to earn a good reputation? As we dive into verse 2, the first thing to look at is the word earn. The dictionary gives us this definition, to get as a result of doing something. That's what iron is. I got this as a result of what I did. This is a very hard concept for many Christians, the word earn. Very hard concept, and it for sure is today. 
In Christianity, our relationship with God begins on grace. While we were yet a sinner, Christ died for us. In my sinful condition, God so loved me, he gave. Grace is given, it's impossible to earn it. Has nothing to do with what you've done in your past or what you didn't do or what you should have done. We ain't talking not one iota about your past. While you were a real jerk, he loved you, he sent his son and died for you. God loves you. Now, years ago, we're talking 40, 50 years ago, People had a real hard time understanding that. And for years, I was told, Tim, I have been so bad, God can't love me. Tim, there's no way I could come to your church. The walls would fall in. Tim, you wouldn't let me in your church if you knew what I've done in my past. I heard, Tim, God can't love me. God can't love me you have no idea what i've done i've blown it i'm so unworthy i'm so unworthy well i grew up in that era and for years every sunday morning every sunday night every wednesday night every revival if church was going on the altars were full of people crying and begging god I'm talking about you've never seen so much snot and slobber in your whole life, begging God, God, please, God, please forgive me, God, please forgive me, oh God, I've blown it so bad. Now, they go up and live like hell Monday through Saturday, but then next Sunday, boy, God, please forgive me, oh God, I just please forgive me. And the altar's full, you've never seen the altar's full of people wailing and crying. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, my Lord. We rolled up our sleeves as the church, and we started teaching people about grace. God loves you, and you need to understand that. You don't earn his love. God loves you. Don't be coming down here to altar crying and wailing and begging and talking about how unworthy you are. God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. I get it. You're a bona fide jerk, but God loves you. God loves you. God loves you, and you got to get a revelation of that. You don't work your way into God loving you. God loves you. God is for you. God desires a relationship with you. And for years, I spent preaching about condemnation and God not condemning you. For years, I preached God loves you. And we were seeing people break out of that old guilty condemnation, wailing, crying, and God, God loves me. I'm created for a plan. I'm created for a purpose. God's giftings and callings are not revocable. God loves me. He sent his son to, I'm a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. I'm telling you, I am a child of the king. So we started getting that in the 70s, in the 80s, and the 90s in church. We got a hold of that. Some of y'all were back in there. You some real old people. Uh, y'all remember that. It was, it, we remember, man, God loves me. Man, I've been set free. Well, we got pumped. Now, 
God loves me. I don't, I don't, we just can't seem to get out of the ditch. As soon as we get a concept about God or an understanding about God, we're going to grab the wheel and here we go. Well, well, hold on. The Bible's more than one verse you got on your refrigerator. I appreciate the verse you got on your t-shirt, but there's more to that. But we got this concept. All of a sudden, I'm listening to preachers preach. God loves you. Man, amen. You can do anything you want. You can live however you want. God loves you. The Ten Commandments are not far today. God loves you. God loves you. Jesus died for sin, so you do whatever you want to do. Penalty of sin's been paid for. God, God gets you. Okay, whoa, 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 what? Oh, what did that preacher just say? He said, what? Now, these are preachers that I look up to. He said, well, we did, well, what? What did he just say about the Ten Commandments? What did he just say about the oracles of God? What, what, wait a minute. We got this phrase that's been coined now, the hyper grace message. And we see those calling themselves Christians while posting a picture of themselves in a lifestyle that God said he hates. That God says his blessings are not on they're in a lifestyle, I'm a Christian, God gets me, and we got a picture of them, what? What, what is about God's hand of blessings removed and curses being loose? Well, what? See, we went from God could never love me, I'm a horrible person, I'm not worthy, down at the altar crying and begging God, we went from there to God loves me, he gets me. I can do no wrong. Jesus accepts everybody. All sin is paid for. Do whatever your flesh feels good doing, and God gets you. You don't want God to get you. Here's a problem. And I want you to be careful that we understand this. Grace is our beginning with God. But God then wants you to move into a maturity and into a holiness in your walk with him. Now, I want you to know grace is given. It is unearned. It's not earnable. Everything that you do with life for the Christian is not all grace that is given. That is the starting point with God. Now, your faith should push you to earn a good reputation. The faith that grace gave you now is the motivation to push you, verse 2, to earn a good reputation. Grace forgave me. And boy, I died to that old person. I died to that old person. Some of you wouldn't even recognize me. Some of you wouldn't recognize one another. Tim, you, you wouldn't recognize me if you saw me in high school. You don't even, See, that person has died, has been buried, and now I am working a new life into existence that I now live. Read Colossians chapter 3. Read the whole thing sometime when you, when you have, no, read it 
anyway, whether you have time or not. Read Colossians chapter 3. Read Ephesians. Colossians 3, it starts out with, since you have been raised to a new life in Christ. See, since you've received his grace, since you've been raised with a new life in Christ, then it says, now you put to death the sinful things lurking in you. You have nothing to do with sexual immorality. Colossians 3. You don't have nothing to do with sexual immorality. It says, get rid of anger, rage, get rid of slander. It says, get rid of your dirty language. Get, get rid of it. See, you get rid, you start with grace, but then you roll up your sleeves and you start studying Colossians chapter 3. I got a work to do. I got to get this off of me and I've got to put on a new nature. I don't use those words anymore. I don't go there for entertainment. I don't act like that. I don't do that. I don't go there. See, I'm working a new nature in my life. I'm putting some old stuff off and I'm putting some new stuff on. Hebrews 11.2, earned a good reputation. Underline in your Bible. Underline, all, underline that. Earned a good reputation. A reputation is what everybody thinks about you, and it can't be given. Write this down. Just as you can't earn grace, you can't give a good reputation. Problem is, in Christianity, we begin with grace. And then we want everything from there on to be on grace. And it's not. The Bible says, 1 Thessalonians 4.11, work hard with your hands, then people will respect the way you live. See, that's not given. That is not given. Reputation is how others see you and you work hard with your hands, and you earn that. True story. I can, this was many, many years ago, but I can relive it like it happened five minutes ago. I was talking to a senior boy, senior high, a senior boy in high school. I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody so mad. I'm talking mad. Mad, unraveling, mad. His anger was off of the charts. His parents didn't trust him, and he hated them. I hate my parents. I hate them. They won't trust me. They don't trust me. And then he went into it. They watched me. They watched me leave. They watched me come back. They stare at me. They find me. They chase me. This was before 360 tracking on your phone. You, you ain't even going to believe this. But phones, uh, homes had one phone is tied with a, with a rope to the wall. And you, it was just one in the center of the house. And so when a parent tracked you, they would go to that phone. They'd pick it up and they'd do a... Y'all don't know about this. And so then the, they'd call the parent's house where you were supposed to be. And they'd say, is Billy Bob over there? I ain't seen him. See, they would call over to where you were supposed to. See, they checked up on you. He was living everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, they call to see if I'm there. 
Whoo, that's awful. I mean, that is terrible. I'm talking true story. This isn't preaching embellishment. I just leaned back and I said, well, what happened? What happened? Like, what happened the last time you were out before all this started? Your parents are, they're off their rocker. They're terrible. What happened? Oh, well, I told him I was going over to this guy's house. We went over to this guy's house, and I, there was alcohol and drugs. wasn't nothing bad. The police came and hauled some of us in. It wasn't no big deal. My old man had to come down there and pick me up and take me home about 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, seriously. I just stared, and I said, I can't believe. Your parents don't trust you. This is awful. See, he was wanting something to be given that can only be earned. You, you can't give it. I can't give that. That has to be earned. I give you grace, but I can't give you trust because that only comes by earning it. See, it, Hebrews 11.2, it doesn't say by grace a good reputation is given. It says by faith, you earn a good reputation. Now, our theme this year is living by faith. And here's what I want to talk about. Verse 2. Our theme of faith causes a corresponding action in your life. Faith is our theme this year. It causes you to live a different life. It causes a different life. You're in Hebrews. Turn over one more page to James chapter 2. I want you to look at this. As this year our church's focus is on living by faith, James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Oh, 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 my. Our theme this year is living by faith. If that don't change the way you live, that's a waste of time. What good is your faith if it doesn't change what you do? What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anybody? Now, out here in your daily life, you see a situation, you see an event, you see a circumstance, you come upon a situation, and you don't act appropriately, you don't act accordingly, you don't respond to whatever that situation is. Faith, look verse 17. Faith by itself, it's not enough. We've wasted a year talking about faith because it's not enough. Faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It's dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, I've got faith. Others may argue, well, I got good deeds. I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I show you my faith by my good deeds. On Tuesday afternoon, you're doing business, 
can they tell by the way you handled yourself you were in church on Sunday morning? You're going to school and you're in high school walking in between classes. Can they tell you were in church Sunday morning? You're playing basketball right now and the game is a one-point game. Can they tell that you were in church on Sunday morning? The way you talk to the referee that's out here calling the game, can they tell that you were in church on Sunday morning? See, you, you can't say I got faith if there's not action that goes with it. You, you don't have to post, God loves me. He gets all of us. Your actions will show that. You don't need to post it. Once you were living in sin, once you were living your life against God's will, His grace powerfully touched your life, and now your old friends don't even hardly recognize you. Some of you can wave your hand. Tim, they, my language is so different. My attitude is so different. I, I, my friends that I used to run with 10 years ago wouldn't even, they don't even know what has happened to you? See, your sexual perversion is gone. Your dirty language, you got rid of it. You are a new creation in Christ. That's what's happened. Absolutely, grace is given. It cannot be earned. But reputation is earned and it cannot be given. Too, too, too many Christians today want a good reputation given to them because God loves everybody. I love you too, but you need to know because of your reputation, I don't trust you at all. Teenagers, I want you to know, grace is given and I love you. We want you in our church. I'll hug you and pray for you and I'm, I'm with you, but your actions lately don't have me taking my eye completely off of you. Because I don't trust you, not for one second, because of the way you've been acting, where you've been going, the friends you've been hanging with, the entertainment that I hear about you involving. I love you, but I don't trust you one little bit. See, it don't go together. Grace is given, but trust is earned. I was talking to a man some time ago, and he was telling me about somebody that he knew that had passed away. And he said, Tim... He was a good man. Now, I don't have any idea of what we were talking about or where the conversation went from there because I was frozen in thought when he said that. Tim, he was a good man. I, I just, I blanked out because I was consumed with, what does it take for that to be said? He was a good man. What, what does it take for that to be said? I mean, he's a good man. Did he make a whole lot of money? He was a good man. Did, did he have a huge home? Boy, he was a good man. What Does that mean he had a, a brand new car for every day of the week? Ooh, he was a good man. What, did he have a lot of different women? Ooh, he was a good man. He had all kinds of women. Well, Church Hebrews 11.2, we don't need to think about what will be said about us at our funeral. You, you need to quit thinking about what will be said about you when you're gone. You need to think about what will be said about you right now. How are you living your life right now? The thought that consumed me was, can that be said about me? Can that be said about me? In the hallway of your high school and your name comes up, 
I'm going to ask you right now, what are they saying about you? In the hallway of your high school, in between classes, what do they say about you? Around your coworkers, your name comes up. What do they say about you? Husbands, your wife is on the phone with one of her girlfriends. What does she say about you? The man I married. Well, what does she say about you? See Hebrews 11 too. Through your faith, are you earning a good reputation? What is said about you? Oh, Lord, she is a drama queen. If there's no crisis, you can depend on her to create one. If there's just a small, tiny little problem that we need to work through, she's going to turn this thing into World War III. Lord, she's a drama queen. Whoa, she's a gossip. Now, you be careful about what you say about her because in five minutes after you say it, everybody in this school will turn. That's one lazy dude. Tell you, he's. See, by their faith, they earned a good reputation. Well, he'll be late to his own funeral. I'm telling you, if it starts at 6, you can write it down. She'll be there at 6.35. You can write it down. Is that a good reputation? That you, that you write it down? You're 20 minutes late to everything? Is, is that a good reputation? Well, he's a smart aleck. Oh, she has an attitude. Oh, I'm going to tell you what about her. She will be the first to volunteer. I'll be there. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll come. But here's what I'm telling you. The day before it happens, you can know this, something will come up with her. Her dog or her mother or neighbor or car or toenail. You, you can know she won't show up. They just write that down. Oh, I'll be there. First one to say I'll be there. She won't be there. See, what's being said about you? Hebrews 11, too. Your faith causes you to earn a good reputation. That's how everybody sees you. Tim, God loves me, and I don't care what people think. It's my life. I'm going to live it like I want to, and I don't care what nobody thinks. God loves me. People need to quit judging me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, all that sounds really good, except you're not reading your Bible. What did God say? I, I get all that. What does God say your faith makes what other people think about you front and center. I don't care what other people think about me. Read verse 2. Your faith makes other people's thoughts about you front and center in your life. And you and I are to daily be earning a good reputation. No beyond a shadow of a doubt something is said about you. You have a reputation. She walks in and the room lights up. She just brings joy when she comes in the room. He walks in and peace comes in this room. Just his presence, when he walks in my business, everything's going to be okay. He just brings peace with him. If she said she'll do it, you don't have to think another thought about it. It'll be done. It'll be done with excellence. Well, he's always in a good mood. I don't care what's happening. You can know he's going to be positive, he's going to be up, and he's going to be in a good mood. I mean, something is being said about you what is being said about you? See, our theme this year is faith. Well, we pound the pulpit. Faith is every preacher's subject. It is substance. It is evidence. Faith is bring, produces confidence. What will I, that, that's real good. But I'm going to tell you what it also causes. Faith causes you to earn a good reputation. Read verse 2. I, mean, I was just thinking about past presidents in the United States. I started writing their names down. George Washington. Abraham Lincoln, 
Ronald Reagan. I, for years, we've had lots of presidents. We've had a lot of presidents back 50 or 100 years ago. But why do some presidents just kind of fade into obscurity and some presidents live on? It's what they did. It's what they did with the place that they were in, their actions while they were in office. George, George Washington led the War of Independence and gave us America. Abraham Lincoln took America and stopped the slavery-owning human beings. He, America is a great nation. It's the country that stopped slavery in our country. Abraham Lincoln led that. Ronald Reagan tore down the threat of communism. When I grew up, we didn't have fire drills in school. The thing would buzz and we would jump under our desk and we would practice bomb drills because the threat of a communism takeover and communism sending bombs our way, that was, that's, what I, that's the era that I grew up in and Ronald Reagan turned that around. See, it's, it's what they did. High school students, men, women, employees, employers, where are you right now? Right now, doing what you're doing, acting like you're acting, talking like you're talking, is the faith that you have causing you to earn a good reputation. Scripture's full of what others think about you. It's just full. Uh, I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. God gets me. Scripture's full of what other people think about you. Titus 2.7 and you yourself must be an example by good works. 1 Timothy 3, 7, people outside the church must speak well of you. The apostle Paul said, follow me like I follow Christ. Scripture's full of our faith causing us to create and be a, have a good reputation. Today, I, I'm just, I don't wanna get into what Jesus thinks about our actions. I, I just, I don't want to preach what Jesus said. Um, you just go and read it for yourself. Matthew 18, Mark 9, Luke 17. I'm working on my Facebook image. I don't want to be black and white. I don't be hard. I don't be insensitive. So I'm just going to stay away from saying, take her out, tie a rock around her neck, and throw her in the ocean. No, no I'm not going to say that today. Just go ahead and, you just might read Jesus. You call somebody else to stumble by your action, take a millstone, tie it around that sorry joker's neck and throw him in the ocean. No, I'm not going to say that, see. Oh, Tim, you're just too black and white. You're insensitive. You're not loving. So I'm just going to say God gets you. But if you're under 30, read Matthew 18, Mark 9, Luke 17. You might be interested. You just might be interested Jesus said, take a rock, tie it around his neck, and throw it in the ocean. I mean, Jesus is concerned about your reputation and the way you look and the image that you portray in front of other people. Ephesians chapter, aren't you glad I'm not preaching that? That you have a loving, caring pastor who loves everybody. Ephesians 2.10 tells us the reason you and I were saved was for good works. That's the reason we were saved. Today, we're doing all that we can do to do what 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28 says. It talks about examining ourselves, 
And verse 31 says, if we would examine ourselves, then we won't have to be judged by God. So today, we're just, I don't be judged by God, so let's just examine ourselves Throughout your day tomorrow, what you're doing, I mean, right now, nine o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon, what you're doing right now, the way you're acting, the way you're talking right now, is that earning you a good reputation? Just the way you're acting right now, is that earning you a good reputation? I get it. What just happened in school is it didn't suit you, and you're mad about it. I get it. I get it. What just happened on the basketball court, I'm still mad about it. It didn't suit me, not one. I get it. At work, it just didn't suit you. That was wrong. That was wrong. I get all of that. But be very careful because your response is about to earn you a reputation. Be very careful. You're about to blow. I'm going to hold on. Before you yell at that referee, we got 150 people in the stands behind you. You're about to earn yourself a good reputation right here. That rodeo judge carrying that flag, I told you the other day, he's late on dropping that flag. Be careful. 300 people right here, and you're just about to earn you a reputation. Is it a good one? Is it a good one? Before you, I mean, before you spew out of your, hold on. Is it a good one? You know, we read and study, we preach Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is substance, it's evidence. Faith is confidence, faith is assurance. Now, we leave verse 1 and we read verse 2. Now, take that each day and you earn yourself a good reputation. Y'all stand. Lord, today we thank you for your word that corrects us when we're wrong. It teaches us to do what's right. It teaches us how to think. It te- your, word, your word keeps us in a place that we can be blessed by your hand. Lord, we honor you today. We worship you. We're grateful to you. And this week, the faith that we have is going to cause us to earn a good reputation. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.